0: Well, it's exciting, people. We uh, previewed it. TJ Lang joining us. He does every week. I can confirm TJ was deep into film study last night and also wants the world to know he played 10 games of pickleball today. Six. The point I'm making is if there's anyone more nervous about the Lions game Sunday than me, it's this man. So let's talk because I know you and I are like-minded with this. These injuries are real. This injury report in an hour is going to be very bad how concerned are you? Scale of one to ten.
1: I mean, you kind of oversold it a little bit. I but I'm, I'm about radio. a four. I'm about a four. Uh, oh, you you sandbagging, <sighs> S.O.B. What did I tell you last you night? Said I, you said you I said a about, nine last night. About oh, how I dare, dare you? Come on. You motorboating? <laughs> <laughs> Sandbag. No, I think I'm at about a four right now. Only because and well, look, we when this injury report comes out in about an hour, I think a lot of people are going to be concerned. You're going to be. Most likely down another couple offensive linemen. You're starting running back. Uh, you're going to have a couple backup safeties in there. I don't Wait, think Kirby Joseph. A couple Joseph. of offensive linemen. Yeah, Vitai and Decker. I mean, we knew Vi- We knew Vitai was going to be kind of long term. But th- the Decker thing. I mean, he hasn't practiced all week. Uh, at hmm. this point, it's. I was hoping they were just saving him. And look, I mean, we'll find out exactly at 4 o'clock. I'm just telling you what my feelings are. Kirby Joseph hasn't practiced. You're missing C.J. Gardner. You know what I mean? Like, that's part one of the concern. Uh, Part two of the concern, last week for me just looked way too much like the first seven weeks last year where we were sitting here saying, oh, man, well, if we didn't just do this, if we didn't fumble, if we didn't throw the the pick six, right? We would have had that game. That's what we were saying the first two months last year. Like that's, it was just, and then you go back and you watch some of the stuff and I'll, I'll admit, I think I was a little tough on, on coach Campbell at the end of the game uh, mechanics there. I didn't like what he said as far as, Hey, our first goal was not to give the ball back. I didn't like that answer. But when you go back and you watch the plays, I don't think they were just trying to lay down to kick the field goal. They get the couple first downs back to back plays uh, you know, an incompletion, and then Jared, they have a chance to get Amon for a first down again, and Jared Goff just throws it at the feet, right? That's a big miss. And it then the not third down. It was not using
0: the timeout earlier. Uh, well, it's not about the play selection.
1: The timing for me didn't really matter because you picked up 24 yards so fast, right? Where it's like you still have 35 seconds, you still have both timeouts. That's plenty of time uh, to be able to pick up another 10, 15 yards and take a couple cracks at the end zone without trying to go desperation mode where we have to get to the sideline. We can't take, you know what I mean? It was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't that type of operation yet. Uh, I just felt like they, they missed opportunities at the end. I mean, if you hit Amon Ross for, for that, I think it was on the second down pass. You're probably inside the 15 yard line with another first down. And now you're taking shots at the end zone. Now you got two timeouts. And then the third and seven, you throw a three yard pass. And it's like, I. That to me really isn't coaching as much as is as, as it is just the execution, oh, and that's we've where I kind of put the it on. Anti golf segment oh, of the no, show no, today. No, Here I, we go. No golf. I thought golf played a, a good game. I did. Yeah, but the he interception also, six was terrible. But there was a missed, couple missing
0: plays there. With he that, missed some big plays. There's still CJ. there's
1: something that's still missing there. And Mike, we talked about it last night, and it's like, man, I I don't know if I'm unfair with my expectation for the quarterback position. Um, you know, you you go back and even the first fourth down. You know, he's kind of waiting, waiting, waiting. Josh Reynolds is wide open right over the middle of the field for probably a 10, 15-yard gain. He never even finds him, never even puts his eyes that way. And that's where I look at him like, man, if you want to be considered a top quarterback, if you want to be gotta considered one of those elite guys, you've got to make those plays, especially in those big situations, whether it's uh, late game mechanics, whether it's fourth down, where those are big plays. Those are point-swinging plays. And there were just – there's it wasn't – I'm not trying to say I thought Jared Goff played a bad game, but there were probably two or three other plays that it, that were pretty simple. If you look at on film just saying if you make the simple plays, you win that game. So I I do think that uh I do think that Jared still has room to get better. I think part
0: of your problem. It's not a problem. It's that you played with Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford.
1: That's your problem. That's part of it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's your we talked about it last night, Mike. I, I just I got to see it up close and personal, and that's why I think when I watch other quarterbacks, I hold them to a different standard because I saw what greatness looked like. I saw what what elite quarterback play is. Now that's unfair to expect that out of everybody, right. and I admit that. But it's just mo- maybe my bias where I look at it and I say, "Oh man, those are plays that I've seen be made," you know, time after time after time. But TJ, it's funny because you say that, and and it could it be
2: as simple as you know what this is just who he is. You're not going to get any better. This is Jared Goff. Don't expect for him to all of a sudden take that next step. He's been in the league long enough. This is he's plateaued.
1: No, I'm, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's and like I said, I mean, it's a it's a couple plays. Um, but we all know, I mean, this team is a couple plays away from being two and zero. They're a couple plays away from being zero and two. Like, that's the NFL. You're going to have these games are decided. I was about to say, congratulations. (laughs) You just described the NFL. Yeah, these games are decided by two or three plays. And that, for me, is the difference between a quarterback that you're potentially thinking about paying $50, $55 million a year to as opposed to a guy where you're looking to say, hey, you know, right. I mean, that's a conversation that's going to be had to have uh, sooner or later. Anyways, I just think that they've got to find a way to make, and Jared's got to find the way to make those plays in the big moments. I don't think, and, I, I just changed my expectations for Jared Goff because I do think he can get get better. I do think he can improve. And I, I think that when everything's going great, when you're running the ball and the play action's great and the defense is playing great and special teams help you out, Jared Goff's a really good quarterback. But when there's times of adversity, there's always one or two plays that stick out and like, man, that was a big play. Right, so, Buffalo last year, the end of the game, had a chance to go down, score a touchdown, wide open guy, misses it by four yards. So right? once there, again, it just pops up. Kind of week you're after week, and it's concerning. Why I'm nervous, because everything is
0: built around insulating, Jared, with an elite O-line. Well, you can't be elite when you're missing two starters, including your left tackle. Okay, that's one. With a great running game. Look, I like David Montgomery more than most fans. He's what I call the pace setter. He's the guy you give 17-20 carries yeah, to. Yeah, he's your hammer. Hard running, exactly. And then Gibbs a change of pace. Well, he ain't there now. Right. All right, well, with... The best wide receiver maybe the Lions have had since, well, not maybe, since Calvin and one of the three or four best they've had in franchise history. Well, now that guy's got a steel plate in his shoe. <laughs> the deep threat is on a jettison for gambling. Okay, but we have a, a, a really good defense. Do we? Do we? Safeties, gone, dead. Uh, starting corner in Mosley, hasn't played yet. Starting D end in, in Houston, out. And linebackers who still can't cover a dead person. So... When you look at this, what he's saying Mm -hmm. is why I think I have a right to be concerned. That's not me hating. No one's been more positive about this team than me. But Atlanta's not an effing joke. I get that Ritter's not that good. I was about to say, Mike, two words. Desmond Ritter. But again, okay, so flip the script and T.J. <laughs> Geno
1: Smith. <laughs> I mean, no,
0: no, 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 I mean, you no. Know, I said <laughs> you need to put more respect on that kid. You are missing the point of this. Is that you are right individually yeah. is not good, but when you insulate these players like Drake London, like Matt Collins, like having Kyle Pitts, even though he doesn't throw the ball to him like having a three-headed monster in the, in my mind, the best running scheme in the NFL, you can live with Ritter. And Ritter has something Goff doesn't, legs. That's what I am about to say. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm making a point here. If we're looking just at the individual, of course Goff is better. But if you want to know why Goff struggled and why I think he's going to struggle a little bit here, dude, the insulation's gone. And now you have to be great. And that's something that Goff has not been able to do in his career. That's not a crime. I still like the guy, and he's one of the best QBs in the NFC. But when you take away pieces, mm-hmm. that's when you start to see fault lines, and you go, "Uh oh." And that's where no, I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. Can you put
1: this, it all on his back, so to say? And I mean, this is
2: where you find out the difference between the playmaker and the game manager. Game manager needs all the pieces. He's an around elite game him. manager. Is yeah, that what you want me to say? He's oh. an elite game manager. Right, but now you need. Jared Goff, playmaker. And and guess what? Problems. That's, that's when you throw the pick six.
1: You just need to see a little bit more, I guess, it factor where you see these top quarterbacks every week. And I don't care if it's even last night watching Brock Purdy. Every They all make Billy at least one or two. No, but they always make a couple plays where it's kind of off script, right? Whether that's scrambling, moving around. Hey, the play's broken down. The defense has the perfect coverage. We still got to find a way to make a play. I don't see Jared doing that enough. There's just times where you
2: still pick it up.
1: There's just times where it's like, man, I, that, that for me is the it factor when the defense has the perfect call, nothing's open. You still find a way to make it work. Right. And I just, when you start talking about Mike, right, you're going to be missing some pieces. Atlanta's probably going to load the hell out of the box against you this week to try to take away the run and to try to test your backup offensive lineman. That's just, what's going to happen. Jared, it's on you, right? Ben Johnson, it's on you. I, I'd like to see a little bit more uh, creativity out of the play calling, to be honest with you. I think the first two games have kind of been a little bit vanilla for me on offense based off of what we saw last year with Ben Johnson. Now we got the flea flicker last week. That was awesome, and it worked, and it was a, a huge play. But for me, it's like, when are, when are we going to start seeing some shots down the field, right? When are, like, I'm kind of sick of the short and the intermediate routes. See, and See, that's not letting his game. But you have to have it, though. I mean, every team, you got to have at least the threat fight, to fight, open up fight, the inside. Fight. But you, you, you got to at least present the threat,
2: right? I don't think you can because I think the other team knows the ball's only going to go so far. Yeah, and that's, well, I know it's only two Shout without, out Airyards. gonna two games,
1: that's going to limit your offense All moving right, forward. So here's what right. I want.
0: People, if you'd like an audience with T.J. Lang, here's the number, 248-539-9797. i got a few open phone lines. Let's talk about it. Are you concerned about the game Sunday? And if so, how much? If you think I'm selling you fear, that's fine. I'm backing up what I'm saying. I I'm no, not you saying are, you can't win. I'm telling you the reasons
2: why I'm concerned you might not. I thought that this was just you were panicking and oh my goodness, it's Atlanta and the Lions are just going to just roll over the Falcons. But now listening
1: to you, I I'm just going to be interesting for the pick. I'll be clear. I I still expect the Lions to win this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy though, and no. it, and that's where if if we saw the same defense scheme. The missed tackles, the coverage issues that we saw last week against this team, uh, that's where the concern comes from. And you're missing guys. There's a lot of injuries. I mean, that's that's where the concern comes from. I'm not saying I expect Atlanta to come in here and embarrass us. Atlanta has the single best player in the stadium.
0: Anytime the other team has the single best guy on either side of the football, you got a chance in this league. It's like, look, the Cleveland Browns have Miles Garrett. Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, yeah, game changers. You know when you Bijan might already be the best running back in football. I mean, he, and especially now that Nick Chubb's leg is on backwards.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, <geez>. no, I'm <laughs> that saying that was ugly. I know it was horrifying. Don't you expect? And I know we'll get into this. I, <laughs> well, I have Nick I Chubb on my fantasy team. It's <laughs> oh, not funny. No. And J.K. Oh, oh man, yeah, sorry. Uh, just straight. Uh, you didn't I, take Saquon. I kind of expect the Lions to. Like douse Gibbs with a workload this week, just because you know there's always something personal there. Where oh, they hey, they passed on, on Bijan, right? We want to kind of prove that we got mm-hmm. the right guy. Especially I think the way they celebrated. I, right, I think there's going to be something personal there where they're going to want to mm-hmm. make a, a point. I think, yeah. I think honestly, by Sunday afternoon, we're going to know exactly what. Jamar or who J, uh, Jameer well, gets. And he
0: better be more efficient with his carries because he was atrocious running the
1: football. Yeah, he's, he's got to learn that he, he he's not just going to outrun every single defense to the edge. I mean, there's got to come a point, put your foot in the ground and get north. Let's right?
0: get some people involved. TJ's here. Love advice, football, pickleball tips, whatever you like. 248 539 9797. We will get to the phones next.